This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about why your cat isn't eating. So we'll be right back after these messages. As a veterinarian, I want you to keep your dog as healthy and happy as possible. That's why I'm a huge advocate of Rockwell's Pets Pro Probiotics. Probiotics are used to help stabilize and strengthen the intestinal flora. They have a lot of positive effects on the entire body system. Simply sprinkle the desired amount on your dog's food and it can help boost the immune system, treat diarrhea and constipation, restore gut health, and lower cholesterol levels. Plus, it's vet recommended, made in the U.S., and comes with a money-back guarantee. For more information, go to rockwellpetspro.com. That's rockwellpetspro.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care veterinary specialist and toxicologist. Today, I wanted to talk to you about a topic that a lot of cat owners don't have a problem with, and it's about appetite. Now, most of our cats have a really good appetite. In fact, I usually tell people, you really don't need to feed your cat more than half a cup of dry food a day. And that's because cats typically require 200 to 220 kcals per day. Now, if you look at your typical can of food, it's going to vary how many calories are in there, but most cans often have anywhere between 100 to 200 kcals. So it really depends on the size of the container. You always want to double check how many calories you're feeding your cat. So again, your typical cat only needs about 200 calories a day. Now, some of the snacks and treats that are out there have five to 10 calories per treat. That sounds like a lot, and it is. And the key thing to keep in mind is you really want to watch how many treats you're giving because we don't want to make our cats overweight or obese. In a previous episode of ER Vet, I've talked about diabetes mellitus, and in cats, it's associated with obesity. So please try to keep your cat in good body condition. Now, there's something called the Purina Body Condition Score, and anyone can look it up, and it's based on a nine-point scale. The ideal body weight is about four out of nine. Sadly, just in the ER yesterday, I saw a dog that was nine out of nine and was so medically and morbidly obese that he couldn't even walk. We definitely see more medical problems such as osteoarthritis, pancreatitis, diabetes, more strain on the heart and lungs and joints, more ACL tears in pets that are overweight. So you really want to try to keep your cat or your dog at ideal body condition. Again, that's about a four out of nine BCS or body condition score. Now, if you're not sure, ask your veterinarian and say, hey, what BCS is my dog or my cat? I will fill you in on a little clue. Most veterinarians and veterinary professionals are so used to seeing obese pets. They'll say, oh, he's a five out of six, when in actuality, he may be a seven or eight. 
I will tell you that there are long-term studies that have been done by Purina that found that skinnier dogs live longer. In fact, they live 1.8 years longer. Don't you want your dog living two years longer? Of course you do. While that study hasn't been done yet, long-term wise in cats, as an ER vet, I'm going to tell you the closer your cat or your dog is to ideal body weight, the longer they're going to live. But in today's episode of ER Vet, we're going to talk about the opposite problem, why your cat isn't eating. Now, a decreased appetite, what we call hyporexia, can be due to a number of different causes out there. Now, complete loss of appetite is called anorexia. And that's different between human and veterinary medicine. Humans with anorexia choose not to eat, while dogs and cats, if they don't eat, typically have what we call, again, hyporexia or anorexia. In cats, sometimes it's from minor causes. Again, the majority of our cats are chow hounds and love to eat. But if all of a sudden you notice your cat isn't eating well, you want to figure out whether or not it's from a minor problem to a more serious medical problem. Now, we all know cats are really resistant to any type of environmental change, which means anything as little as someone coming over to visit or you moving furniture, or you getting a new roommate or a new partner, and they're moving in, or you adding a couple of new pets to the environment, that can cause major changes to the environment and your cat. And sometimes that can result in hyporexia. Of course, there's more serious problems that I worry about. Things like dental disease, to cancer, to starting a new medication. Sometimes it's from underlying infections or what I call metabolic problems like kidney disease or liver disease. For me in the ER, I commonly see cats not eating on top of vomiting. And when I see that, I often worry about problems within the gastrointestinal tract. Sometimes it's from a passing hairball or maybe a foreign body that requires surgery or inflammatory bowel disease, which is more common than you think. Sometimes it's from cancer. So there's a whole gamut of different causes for why your cat may all of a sudden have a decreased appetite. Now, of course, you can blame me as a veterinarian. If your cat just underwent a recent surgery or dental cleaning or vaccination, sometimes a recent medical or anesthetic procedure can cause your cat to have a more finicky appetite for one to two days. And I'll talk about some hints on what you can do later on in the episode to really try to entice your cat to eat. But keep in mind, regardless of what the cause of your cat's decreased appetite is, you want to get to a veterinarian sooner than later. Now, I've talked in a previous episode on ER Vet about a disease called hepatic lipidosis. It sounds like a mouthful, so I recommend that you check out that episode, but that's a fancy way of saying fatty liver. Hepatic means liver, and lipid is fat. So when we see that, cats can only go about three to five days without eating before they develop life-threatening changes to their liver. They can actually turn jaundiced or yellow from that. That's a really serious medical problem that often requires a medical workup, ultrasound, and even a temporary feeding tube. So that's why I'm telling you that you have to monitor your cat for decreased appetite because I don't want to see you in the ER vet having to require a really expensive medical workup when it could potentially be preventable. So key question. How long does it take before you become concerned as a cat owner that your cat isn't eating? Well, my general rule is if it's been more than 24 hours, you have to start worrying. Now, I'm an emergency veterinarian, and I will say my biggest hint is 
please call your veterinarian as soon as you realize your cat's not eating. If they skip a meal and it's very unusual, call your vet the next day when they're open and say, hey, I want to book the earliest available appointment because you are unlikely to be able to get in immediately, okay? So even if the appointment takes a few days to get, I want you to book that appointment. The good thing is if your cat happens to be eating before the appointment 72 hours from now, you can typically cancel that appointment without any fees 12 to 24 hours before. So I'd rather you have that appointment just in case to be on the safe side. Again, you can always cancel it the day before if your cat is doing great. The second thing I'm going to tell you about is I want you to tempt your cat to eat. Now, I will tell you, I never, ever, ever believe in force feeding a dog or cat or human or anyone. If there's an underlying reason why your cat isn't eating, force feeding them with a syringe and forcing food or water in their mouth, that to me is torture. Your cat's going to hate it. They're going to run away from you. It's going to really ruin your relationship with your cat. And honestly, you are not going to be able to get in 200 to 220 kcals in a syringe feeding. So please don't do that. I want you to tempt your cat in a couple of different ways. Again, we'll talk about this after our commercial break. But if you can't get your cat to eat, please don't force feed them. Instead, get to a veterinarian or a veterinary ER instead. So let's focus again. Your cat's not eating. You've tried to tempt them to eat. You've made an appointment just in case. Now, I will say... The key factor that lets me determine whether or not I need to go to the ER vet is how acute or gradual that decrease in appetite is. Okay, so say you have a long-haired cat. It's spring. Your cat is shedding a ton. You've been super busy. You haven't been able to brush them once a week. Well, sometimes not eating can be acute. Maybe it's from something like a hairball or mild pancreatitis. Sometimes you can jumpstart them by offering them something tasty. My bigger concern is when it's a gradual decrease in appetite. In other words, you notice that your cat is leaving some kibble in the bowl, and over the next couple of days and next couple of weeks, you notice he's just not eating as much as he normally is. Well, you definitely want to work that up. Because gradual decreases make me worry that something more serious is going on, something like dental problems, gastrointestinal problems, an endocrine problem like diabetes, or even kidney disease, or liver disease, or even cancer. So really important, when you notice that gradual decrease, it really warrants a medical workup. I will say I become less concerned if your cat has a decreased appetite, if your cat just underwent a procedure or there's something stressful in the house. You just added a new cat to the environment. That is stressful. You just added a new boyfriend or new husband or new wife into the apartment. That is stressful to your cat. Maybe you change the diet. You change something around. When in doubt, with any kind of environmental changes, I'm not that concerned as long as you can jumpstart your cat and get them eating within the next one to two days with some extra TLC and some extra tasty food. If your cat just underwent a medical procedure, they just got spayed. They went to a groomer. They went and had surgery or dental cleaning. Again, sometimes we can see a little bit of a decreased appetite from that, but generally you can jumpstart them with some tender, loving care. We'll be right back with this really important topic right after these messages from our sponsors. 
a veterinarian, I want you to keep your dog as healthy and happy as possible. Well, you may have read a lot about bone broth's benefits for dogs, but if you're like me, you're too busy to cook bones for hours. So why not check out Rockwell Pets Pro Natural Dog Bone Broth? It comes in the convenience of a dry product, and you just sprinkle the powder on top of your dog's regular meal. It helps relieve arthritis pain with its anti-inflammatory turmeric and boosts appetite, even for finicky eaters. Plus, it's fast and easy, and you don't have to boil any bones. It's vet-approved, made in the U.S., and comes with a money-back guarantee. For more information, check out rockwellpetspro.com. That's rockwellpetspro.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. We've been talking about hyporexia, the fancy medical scientific term for a decreased appetite in cats. Now, complete anorexia, when your cat isn't eating at all, becomes more of an emergency. And we already talked about how there's dozens of different causes for decreased or lack of appetite in cats. Some are more serious and some are less serious. So again, My general rule is if it's been more than 24 hours, your cat isn't eating, please tempt your cat to eat. Please give them some extra tender love and care. Please try to minimize the amount of stress in their environment. Please make an appointment with your veterinarian so you at least have an appointment for a couple of days from now. And please weigh the situation. Is it an acute decrease or is it a more gradual decrease in appetite? Again, I'm going to be less concerned if your cat just underwent a medical procedure or has more stress in his life. But ultimately, we need to get your cat to eat. So how are we going to do it? Now, a couple of things that you want to keep in mind. You don't want to be doing these routinely. I only want you to whip out these really tasty treats if your cat has a decreased appetite. But my go-to are typically canned tuna and water. Please don't use oil. Canned tuna and oil is way too oily for your cat. Okay, so try offering your cat the canned tuna water. Try offering them small amounts of tuna. My next favorite is Benito tuna flakes. I use this when my cat had cancer towards the end of his life. And this is what I call kitty crack. They love this stuff. So Benito tuna flakes, you can usually find this in the Asian market or in the Asian aisle. Next thing, I don't know what's in temptation treats, but all cats seem to love cat treats that are temptations or greenies. So definitely worth checking those out. My other tip is to make sure if your cat likes canned food to consider taking a small amount out and microwaving it briefly. Please keep in mind, you want to make sure it's not too hot to touch. So we're talking five, eight seconds at the most. Gently uh, feel it, make sure it's not too hot. Obviously, don't burn yourself. And you can warm it up because it really helps enhance the smell or the terrible odor of that type of canned food. And that's what's going to drive your cat to eat. Okay. You can also talk to your veterinarian. There are certain prescription high calorie foods that you can get, like Purina CM, Hills AD, a couple of different prescription brands. Keep in mind, these are not meant to be fed long term. These are critical care diets that are really just designed to be appetite stimulants. My go to Gerber meat based baby food or whatever brand of baby food you want to use. So, this is baby food meant for human babies that's meat based. 
Now, please, again, these are not meant to be snacks that you use all the time. These are emergency morsels that we're going to use if your cat has a more serious disease or chronic medical problem where it's hard to medicate them or they have episodes where they're not eating. So these should not be routinely used. Of course, occasional temptations, not a big deal. But again, canned tuna, meat-based baby food, these prescription high-calorie foods, these bonito flakes, again, really only designed to tempt cats when they really are hyporexic. All right. So you've tried some tender loving care. You've tried the variety of different types of palatable canned food or human food products. What if your cat still isn't eating? Well, you need to get to a vet. Now, as a veterinarian, I'm going to tell you that I want to do a full physical examination on your cat because I'm going to look to see if your cat is nauseous. They may be showing signs of turning away from the food. They may be drooling or vomiting shortly thereafter. I want to look and see if your cat has string wrapped around the base of their tongue. Maybe they were chewing on some sewing needles. And that's really deadly. That requires emergency surgery because that causes a linear foreign body. I'm going to look to see if there's any dental disease or ulcers in their mouth from kidney failure. I'm going to palpate their abdomen to see if their kidney size is normal, to make sure there's no abdominal tumors in there. Again, there's a lot of different causes for why your cat isn't eating. So again, if you've tried to tempt them to eat with tasty morsels and they're still not eating, you need to get to a vet. Again, please don't ever force feed your cat. Cats get food aversion. And what that means is they looked at the food, maybe you syringed it, you've offered it, your cat's running away from it because they're nauseous. Well, your cat's not going to eat it again because they're completely averse to that food. So my general rule is don't leave food out all the time. Offer the food. If after a minute they don't eat it, remove it and prevent your other cats from eating it, okay? So we want to make sure cats don't get food aversion. We want to also treat the underlying causes for why your cat isn't eating. If your cat's painful. We can treat them with pain medication. If they're nauseous, we can treat them with anti-nausea medication. You can imagine if you were hungover and someone was force feeding you a burrito, you turn away from food too, right? Most importantly, see your veterinarian. Again, that's because a more serious problem could be going on. After my physical examination, I'm going to recommend doing some basic blood work, things like a complete blood count or chemistry panel, a urine test or urine culture to make sure there's no urinary tract infection, maybe a thyroid test or an x-rays or ultrasound. It's really going to depend on how sick your cat is or what I'm finding on physical examination. Lastly, keep in mind that your veterinarian is going to work with you. Sometimes they may recommend some fluids under the skin or even hospitalization if your cat's really dehydrated. They may recommend some safe prescription medications like anti-vomiting medications, anti-nausea medications, or even appetite stimulants. There are two types of appetite stimulants that you can use in cats. These are prescription only, so you should only be using them if you got them from your veterinarian. And one of them is called mirtazapine. This one is either an oral pill or an eighth of an oral pill, or sometimes it's actually a transdermal product that you can put on the inside of your cat's pinna or ear. There's also a newer one that's an oral liquid called Allura. It's a little bit sticky, but it works to help stimulate your cat's appetite. Again, these are really only designed for short-term use and they're prescription only. So you want to check with your veterinarian because we only want to use it when appropriate. 
Most importantly, keep in mind that while most of our cats are chow hounds, there are some times in our life, especially as your cat becomes middle-aged or geriatric, where they're more likely to have medical conditions, where hyporexia or decreased appetite is one of the first signs of something more serious going on. When in doubt, check with your veterinarian, make that appointment, and if you can't get your veterinarian soon, you do want to go to the ER vet. On my last note, I wanted to talk about the importance of weighing your cat. Yes, that's right, putting your cat on the scale. Now, I know this sounds a little neurotic, but I will tell you that I'm a huge advocate of weighing your cat once a month, once they turn middle-aged, which is about 10 years of age. Now, I will tell you with my two cats, Seamus and Lily, I used to weigh them once a month and I documented it in a journal or on my Google calendar. Now you're probably thinking, why in the world would you weigh both your cats once a month for years? Well, the main reason why is because one of my cats had severe chronic kidney disease. And I've talked about that in a previous episode. Cats can live with chronic renal disease for a long, long time. But I wanted to make sure that my cat wasn't losing weight. So I just weighed myself. I got on the scale and then I weighed my cat and then I subtracted that weight. And I did this because it was one of the easiest ways for me to be able to pick up on any type of weight loss. I also realized with my cat, Lily, who was always consistently 11.7 pounds, well, one month she dropped 0.3 pounds and it turns out she had cancer. She wasn't even showing any clinical signs. She was acting like a totally normal cat at home, but it let me pick up on her pancreatic cancer way earlier. That's why it's so important. If you have a cat with underlying medical problems, please take the time to weigh your cat once a month and document it. Classic example, yesterday in the ER vet, I had a cat that was only about 6.6 pounds. And when I talked to the owner and said, hey, when was the last time you went to a vet and what was your cat's weight? Well, the cat was 10 pounds the last time I was at the vet a year ago, and it had lost four pounds, which is over or almost half its body weight. We want to be able to pick up on any kind of weight loss, any kind of decreased appetite, any of these clinical signs sooner. As I've always mentioned in my previous episodes of ER Vet, With any medical problem, any poisoning, anything, the sooner we pick up the clinical signs, the sooner we notice it, the sooner I can treat it, and the less expensive it's going to be and the less damage it's going to cause to your pet. So that's one of the reasons why it's so important that you pick up on medical problems earlier than later. And it's simple things like weighing your cat or monitoring your cat's appetite. By doing this, hopefully we can help keep your cats healthier and happier. Well, that brings me to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook or Instagram at drjustinelee, or email me at drjustine at petliferadio.com. And if you love these episodes, please take the time to leave a five-star review. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.